0: Hello and welcome to Sobriety Elevated, the podcast that is committed to empowering you in your recovery and elevating your sobriety. Join us now for the next episode. We hope you create an incredible experience. Let's get the show started. Hello and welcome to another episode of Sobriety Elevated. Kevin is working and was not able to join the recording today. So today we are going to talk about trauma in addiction. As we talk about trauma in addiction, first I want to create an understanding of what trauma is for people. Now I want to break it down in simple terms. Because as I lead workshops, this is at times one of the most confusing things. I have been working in the addiction recovery field since around 2008 and have led workshops for over 30,000 people in addiction recovery. In addition, I do coaching for people to support them in their recovery such that they can create an incredibly strong recovery and live an amazing life. Now, as we begin, I want to break trauma down into a very simple term. For me, trauma is, it's the event or events or series of events that create a space of not of love in your human experience. Now, when I say not of love, Every baby is born with love. If you think about a little baby, they're literally just love, especially in the first few months. If you hold them, you feel that love and they're looking at the big ones, they're wanting to do everything the big ones do. And in my one-on-one work, oftentimes we will identify this first break which I call the core story and in the core story it is where you have your break from love and I call it not of love because that which is not of love for Jim is different than that which is not of love for you Oftentimes, people understand that which is not love. But if I were to use my terminology for that, it might be confusing. So I speak about the knot of love. And the interesting thing is, is traumas usually happen to humans at a very young age. And with their young, undeveloped mind. They create stories about themselves and then they live as if that story is true. And if you process it through and begin to understand it from a human mind, literally what occurs is you are going to get peace and freedom and you are not going to literally be, air quotes, haunted by your trauma. So if you think about you as a young child, life happens and every single human alive experiences what I call different traumas. Yet there is a range of trauma that goes from like minimal, what we would consider minimal to what we would consider very intense. And that is the role of judgment And in the workshops I lead, some people will literally say, I had no trauma. And in the workshops, and when I work with them, we get down to an incident that triggered their not of love. And I do this with every one of my personal clients, because when you understand you're not of love, you can begin to understand the filter by which you see and process life. And the more you understand that, the easier it is for you to heal that and literally get choice when, the, when you get triggered, when these thoughts come up, when these situations come up. So if you think about a young person, something happens. And as a result of the something happens, they create a story. Now, I'm going to give you a few examples. Again, there is a role that judgment plays, because as you think about what happened as a child, there is really a range. Some people are told they are dumb or stupid at a young age from someone in authority. That is a trauma, because it creates a thought that you have about yourself that you tend to live as real. Other people have emotional abuse, physical abuse, and some people often have sexual abuse. These are also considered traumas. And around judgment, people who have not had severe traumas will tend to get a little guilty because it's like, well, I had a really good life. And then all of a sudden something will come up and they'll say, is that a trauma? And it absolutely is. Because in your mind, if somebody said you were dumb and you believe them and you begin to live life as if you were dumb, that creates an impact, which then also creates pain inside of you. When I talk to people and I ask them about the first time they did their drug of choice, they will tell me they did it to numb the pain. And I said, what happened? And they said, well, they said, the first time I drank, it worked. The pain was numb. And if we think about humans, when you find something that works, what do you do? You do it again and again and again. And that's where the addiction begins. Now, when you go to the more severe traumas, those people also have a lot of pain inside of them. And they will begin to have drugs of choice or activities of choice that will tend to have them numb that pain and not feel it. For me, this is the basis of addiction. It is how we deal with our mind thoughts and our thought wounds that grow and grow and grow as we grow up. You literally begin growing up with a trauma filter and then as that trauma filter intensifies and you may have different traumas, things simply get worse. Does this make sense? The best example I can use, because I've had this so many times for people that have not had severe trauma, is they are told they were dumb and stupid and they believed it. And all of a sudden, school became difficult. And when school became difficult, they tended to fight back. I'm going to tell you a little story about gym and trauma. I used to have authority issues. I used to have serious authority issues. When I was learning how to do this work, I traced it back to something that happened when I was in kindergarten. And oftentimes, I used to think that I was the only one that had this happen. But yet when I discovered it, and when the process of healing began, and I told a group of five people about it, four of the five had the exact same thing happen. And all of a sudden, I did not feel alone. And what happened was in kindergarten, I had to go to the bathroom, and I asked the teacher, and the teacher said no. So what do you think I did? Yes, that is correct. I wet my pants. And in my head, I can still hear the kids laughing and the sound of the urine dripping off the seat. And in my memory, and I don't know if this is real or what happened, but I literally got up, I left school, I went home. And for some reason, nobody was home. And this is in the late 60s. So it is, it was not in today's world. I changed into clean clothes and I took the old clothes and I took them out and I put them in a hole. We lived in a little farm in Iowa. Well, the next day, little Jimmy goes to school and he gets called to the principal's office and he's lifted up on the principal's desk, and on one side of me was my kindergarten teacher, on the other side was a school nurse, and the principal asked me to drop my pants so they could see my underwear. In that moment, I developed so much anger for this man. Most people are shocked when I tell this story in a workshop, but what were they doing? In all honesty, they were just checking to see if I had soiled underwear on. I really think that's all they were doing, but in Jim's mind, he was humiliated by the principal, and I literally became a bully, and I got incredible amounts of teasing from the other students. Now, thank goodness, when I was in third grade, I moved to a new school, and nobody knew about that story. So I was able to transcend that story. It probably took me into my 40s until I processed my anger issues around authority. But a few things have happened that literally have shown me that that trauma, I have healed past it. Now, I also had some more severe trauma that I'm not going to talk about here. But I've also processed that. When I do my workshops, I tend to use that example and the example of how people are called dumb or stupid as examples to show you that the young mind, that was the event that created a space of not of love in the human experience, and they thought less about themselves. And so many people who are in addiction recovery, the first thing they have to do is figure out those old stories about their pain and then learn how to process it through such that they can grow again and they don't literally marinate in that pain. In coaching clients that I have, we work, there is a process that I have to work through that by getting you to understand how you create this experience of life and really getting you to understand the filters that you create. And as you understand those filters, you will go through the process of healing and all of a sudden you are not triggered You literally like, accept, and you love yourself again. And as you fall into the space of a sacred and honored love for self, you no longer have to use your drug of choice or your activity of choice. And you can literally have an amazing life. When I think about addicts, here is some of the skills that they possess. They are problem solvers because they will do whatever it takes to get the pain fulfilled. They are solution generators because they will actually find a way to solve the problems that they have such that they can get that pain numbed. And what I find is when they're in recovery, if they're able to take some of those more positive qualities of their addiction, they're literally able to create an incredible life. And in the clients that I work with, especially those that have had more severe traumas. It is, and I know this is going to sound a little odd, but it is easier to process them through and to get them back to leading an amazing life. And one of the things that I know is is that that is your birthright to live an amazing life and to create an amazing experience in life. And the more you understand the roots of your addiction the more you understand the roots of your pain, the easier it is going to be for you to get to a healthy space. And in that healthy space, create an amazing life, create a life worth living and create a life where there is not a lot of pain. Hopefully this podcast will assist you to understand the traumas in addiction in a little bit different way oftentimes there's so much guilt and shame in addiction there does not have to be this is something to where you learn to understand how you've created your experiences and as you do you transcend them and live an amazing life my name is jim paconin I'm a life architect with amazing life design, and I'm one of the co-hosts here. Kevin will be back with our new episode soon. I want to thank you for listening to Sobriety Elevated. If you like what you have heard, share this with your friends and subscribe. If you're on Facebook, join the Sobriety Elevated podcast page. We'd love to have you in our community. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Thank you and create an incredible day.